You are listening to The Potato Podcast, presented by Columbia Media Group. On today's episode, we join Dave as he walks around the trade floor of the Potato Expo. This will be split into two episodes. On part one, we hear from Curtis Rambolt and Myla Pierce with BASF, Travis Howard with Raytech Vision, Mike Lees with Corteva, and Holly Alexander with the National Potato Council. Be sure to catch part two as well. Okay, this is Dave uh, Alexander, and we are still bouncing around the Potato Expo trade show, and we have come to the BASF booth, and um, BASF is obviously got some new products from um, the breakup of Bear and divestiture of, of Bear, and we're going to talk a little bit about those with uh, Myla Pierce um, and Curtis Rainbolt. Um, first, let's talk to Curtis, and um, you can tell us um, about maybe what's happening, what new product you picked up, and some stuff d- coming down the pike. Uh, yes, Dave. So when uh, Bayer decided to acquire Monsanto, they were required um, by the FTC to divest of some products, and that included a wide range of things. BSF picked up a couple of uh, seed companies, soybean seed, cotton seed, canola seed, as well as some seed treatments. And then additionally to that, one uh, key product that fits into potatoes, and that product is Rely 280. Um, Rely 280 is a non-selective herbicide. Um, So we don't use it in crop, but it's actually uh, used as a uh, harvest aid or desiccant for drying down the crop at the end of the season. One of the real benefits of Rely 280 compared to Acid or some of the other products out there is it's a slightly slower process, uh, which in some of our later varieties, longer season varieties, uh, allows for just a little bit of bulking up there at the the tail end of the crop, which can lead to higher yields and good quality. Very good. Um, And then you're you're teasing about a new product um, that you were saying is going to be hopefully registered this year and available for sale next year, um, uses the ingredient Revisol. Uh, talk to us. Talk to us about that. Why is that different? Why is this something that the, a grower will need in his toolbox? Well, BSF, we're, we're very proud of the portfolio we have right now. We have you know a wide range of herbicides uh, and fungicides, and and this will be a newest fungicide into that mixture. And one of the reasons we're excited about it is potatoes. If you look at what we use in potatoes from a fungicide standpoint. We're heavily reliant on a couple of sites of action, and, and that gives us concern for uh, selecting for resistant biotypes of alternaria and some of our other diseases. The important thing about Revisol, it, it's a uh, group three product. Uh, it's not something we use on a regular basis in potatoes, so it's going to give us excellent disease control, but it's going to give us some important resistance management, which will just help us protect and prolong all the tools we have. In addition to being that, it's got a great environmental profile, so we anticipate registration of it uh, sometime in uh, 2019 and most likely use it in the 2020 season. Okay, so growers can look forward to that. Um, so let's talk with um, Myla here about Seraphil. Uh, it's a biofungicide that BAS have has that... Uh, they're pretty proud of. Uh, tell us how that works. Yeah, thanks, Dave. So, Seraphil is uh, BSS first foray into foliar biologicals, and we're very proud of it because of the formulation. Um, 
we kind of have separated ourselves from the pack from having very clean and pure formulation, which allows the bacteria to communicate effectively and allow them to do their job a lot better. So what that means for the grower is it's going to provide uh, consistency and confidence through a wide range of environmental conditions. As far as we know, it's probably uh, one of the only um, uh, biologicals that is rain fast to, a, to, a, uh, to give additional confidence to that grower as well. The only rain fast? As far as we know, uh, we have okay. tested it extensively. We have, haven't been able to find any other information about uh, other biologicals. Um, um, so as far as we know, it's, 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 it's rain fast. So for those who may not uh, know about the biologicals and biofungicides, you, they, it typically, you're, are you recommending that they are used in conjunction with other products, other chemicals still? Absolutely. It depends on the program and the requirements that the grower has on him, uh, right? If he's battling with MRLs or if he's having a resistance issues, there are different ways to use it. But absolutely, we find that it does work very well within a conventional program and, and even have evidence that suggests that it does reduce resistant populations to allow your heavy hitters to perhaps work better and to do you a better job. Your heavy hitters like what? Uh, like Endura, Preaxor, um, okay. all of the big boys that you normally use, yeah. The, the big time. The big time, okay. yeah. Herbicides. Yep. All right, well, I think um, we've got a little bit of a insight here about some new products coming, and I want to thank you both for joining us. Thanks, and, Dave. Um, yes, thank you. The bull are going to continue to bounce around the trade show now. Thanks so much. Okay, we're uh, continuing our tour of the Potato Expo trade show, and uh, we heard about this uh, Raytech Vision Sorter, which is an optical sorter uh, and fairly large, does good capacity, but um, the pricing on it is what's got our attention. So we are talking right now, again, it's Raytech Vision, R-A-Y-T-E-C, Vision, and that's RaytechVision.com. We're talking with Travis Howard. Travis is going to tell us uh, a little more about this sorter, how it works, why it's priced uh, so competitively. It's a uh, Italian bill built, right? It is built in Italy, yes. And so um, you've got uh, the factory that puts them together is there, but you've got some parts availability and uh, service in the U.S. Yes, once it is built in Italy and shipped to your plant, that is the last time that you will uh, have to talk to Italy. Um, our, 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 we have a testing facility in Woodland, California. All your spare parts, all your maintenance, everything will be coming through Woodland, California. Well, and, and I'm sure you don't have to buy it from Italy either, right? I mean, they have... Uh, no. Dealers like automated produce equipment. Yes, yes, and uh, and myself, um, I I am a rep for them, and you can purchase it from me as well. Okay. Um, it's just that it, the factory is in Italy. It will get built in Italy, but everything after after that will be taken care of in the United States. Okay, so um, it, it's an optical sorter. Um, it um, is going to find defects of what type? It, it'll find rot. It will find uh, color such as green um, from the sun. It'll find foreign material, rocks. It'll get your corn root out. 
it will get any major defects out, out of your potato line. Okay, so I teased a little bit when we started this about uh, the pricing, and and um, I know um, you guys are pretty excited about the pricing level. Absolutely. We, our, our major competitor, I'm, I won't men- mention the name, but I'll just call him Brand X, for the price that they're uh, charging you guys for the for this optical sorter, you can buy four to five of these machines for the same price. Okay. Um, four to five machines for the price of one one machine. of our competitors. You're looking at about anywhere from ninety nine thousand to one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars for a machine of ours, Raytech Vision. And so, why? Why is that price difference? Where does that come from? Why is it so much cheaper? It, does it produce the same amount of throughput? Well, the the optics on it are, are a little different. It is the software uh, Unico, and it is a, it's an, a new software. Um, these guys at Raytech have been working on this for a long time. They've been in business for about 18 years. And they have, uh, their R&D department is second to none. I've been watching these companies for about 10 years before I came on with them. And uh, they have just been increasing and uh, doing leaps and bounds on their, uh, on their R&D. This machine is unbelievable. You do not have to have it inside. If you want to have it outside in the dust, it takes care of itself. It's sealed and it washes its cameras off itself. You just have, it's on a timer. You set the timer you, just to wash the cameras off. And uh, this machine, they have it on trailers out there on the field uh, working over in Europe. This, this machine, this company is, is unbelievable. The pricing, their, their optics, their cameras are, are second to none. These guys have really done an outstanding job, and they're, they're really taking over the field here, and especially on potatoes. Lettuce, carrots, onions, these guys are doing everything. Okay, and we're, um, we're here looking at it right now. They've actually brought a unit in t- onto the floor of the Potato Expo, and, and I can tell you just from looking at it, it's a very high-quality, well-put-together, well, the, the welds and the seams are all just perfect, so it looks very well-built. Thank you very much for uh, taking your time today, Travis. Um, we will um, put up the website for you online, and we're moving off to the next. I appreciate it, Dave. Thank you. All right, here we are um, continuing our tour of the Potato Expo trade show floor, and we've come to the Corteva booth. Now, that is Corteva, not Corteva. I <laughs> uh, like to say Corteva like the sandals. Um, Corteva was formed when Dow and DuPont merged um, and branded this past summer. And right now, we are speaking with Mike. Mike, what is your last name? Lees. Mike Lees. Um, and tell us, um, tell us what you know about the merger and... I'm also curious to know, um, are the sales reps the same? Or are they just called Corteva reps now, or they used to be with DuPont? 
T tell us what you know. Sure. Um, so, Dave, as, as you mentioned, uh, back in 2017, we completed the merger between Dow AgriSciences, actually Dow Chemical, and DuPont uh, companies. So by combining the two agricultural divisions of those two companies, we created a new company. And earlier in 2018, the name was created of Corteva AgriSciences. And the core of that name is the Latin roots of heart and soil. And heart so, and soil. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we use uh, to key off of for what our focus is. Neat. And both companies before DuPont and Dow were part of much larger companies that were in a lot of different industries. The thing that we're excited about is later this year, Corteva AgriScience is going to spin out and become its own independent, publicly traded company. And it will only be agriculture. Oh, very so, cool. So our entire focus will be around agriculture. So from the CEO... Uh, to the to the uh, territory managers, uh, sales reps in the field, everybody will only be focused on agriculture. And what kind of uh, benefits will the growers see from that? I mean, they're just a more focused of, of approach, more focused strategy. What do you expect? Yeah, that's a good point. And, and you mentioned earlier about uh, salespeople in the field. Uh, so we have a dedicated staff in the field, both working with our, um, our channel partners also calling on influencers, and it's kind of a two-way street. We're positioning and marketing and selling our products, but we're also getting input back from the field on what kind of things they need. And now that we're only dedicated to agriculture, whether it be you know seed, seed treatment, crop protection, digital, hopefully we're keyed in a little more um, you know, focused in zeroed in, if you will, on the needs of agriculture versus other industries like plastics or things like that. Right. And from a from a benefit exactly, yeah. From a benefit to the grower standpoint, we took two companies' portfolios uh, that were pretty good. We had pretty pretty good products from both companies. Yes. But by merging it together, we have an extremely comprehensive pro, uh, portfolio, whether it be for nematode control, insect control, disease control, weed control. Pretty much anything a grower needs to grow profitable potatoes, high-quality potatoes, we're going to have available. And so that's that's a great segue into what some of these products are. Now, the, I'm sure the most famous and the most used one is Telone, right. of, of course. And um, you also have Vidate now, uh, which is a new product for Corteva. It's a new product for Corteva, so uh, that's a good point. So if you think about Telone as a soil fumigant that's been around for years and years, and many growers rely on it to grow profitable potatoes in, in areas where they have high nematode pressure. Yes. Vidate is another product that has nematode control, but it's all it's applied a little differently. It's not a pre-plant fumigation. It's more can be applied during the season. So if you think about bringing those tools together, into one company, it gives us a more comprehensive nematode program. And the other thing too, so those are current products. We also have a very active R&D pipeline, and we actually have another new nematicide that's going to be coming in a couple years to complement those. So from a total comprehensive nematode management um, standpoint, we're really probably going to be the top company in the industry. You guys are going to be the go-to for the nematodes. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So um, let's quickly touch on any other new products that you picked up 
um, with the merger that that you're excited about? Yeah, that. Um, so I think if you look at the fact that we didn't lose any products, we did have to divest some products overall, but nothing in the potato. Nothing for uh, potatoes. Right. So if you look at our disease management portfolio, we have four products, Curzate, Tanos, uh, Dithane, and Vertisan that all have different pests that they're good on and they're different modes of action. Uh, if you look at our insecticide portfolio between Lanate, uh, Transform, Radiant, as well as uh, Vitate, which is you know primarily used for nematodes, but it has insect control too, there's really no pest that we don't have a product that we can con- uh, control that pest with. And in fact, in many cases, we have multiple products with multiple modes of action. So from a resistance management standpoint, you're able to address that as well. Okay, so um, growers should know this, though. If um, anything that they bought that they used last year or years past and, and um, from Dow or DuPont, and they want that product again, Corteva has it. Exactly. They yep. need to just contact their Corteva rep. And uh, why don't you give us uh, the website, Mike? Sure. Uh, Corteva.us is our, is our website, and that can uh, get you to most... Uh, you know, most information as far as a local contact or product labels or anything like that. And you can find most, a local dealer. Yeah. and Okay. Yeah. And uh, we have very wide distribution of our products. So a grower uh, is going to have a local retailer. If they don't know the Corteva rep themselves, uh, they can contact their local retailer and they're going to be able to find us. And we're very well distributed throughout all the potato uh, growing areas in the U.S. Okay. So um, real quick, I want to follow up on one question. What's the supply look like for Telone this summer? Yeah, you know, that has been just, just due to the nature of the manufacture of Telone. Uh, it's not always just, you know, tons of availability over what the market is. Uh, it's driven by some other factors, but we've had really good luck the last year uh, for a production uh, standpoint, and we're in pretty good shape. Uh, it's it's still on an a- allocation basis, but as far as availability, it's probably uh, uh, better than it has been maybe in 2017. So, uh, you know, while it's still maybe tight, it's probably a little better situation than it has been maybe for the last year or two. But you better be ordering it if you need it. That's, that's yeah. what we're good. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, most people that are in those production areas where nematodes are a limiting factor probably have relationships with their suppliers and have been talking about that. Uh, but hopefully in 2018 and, and going into 2019, the supplies have eased a little bit to where uh, there's not as, you know, not quite as much frustration with not getting everything you need. Uh, you know, it's not free-flowing at this point, but certainly there's going to be a, l- a little better supply than there has been maybe, especially in 2017. Mike Lees from Corteva, thank you so much for taking your time with us today at the Potato Expo. We hope you have a great show. Thank you, Dave. Dave Alexander, we are at the National Potato Expo. Um, in Austin, Texas, and we are happy to be here. We have found Holly Alexander, no relation, and uh, she is the organizer coordinator for the National Potato Council, right? Yes, correct. Tell, tell, tell me what you do. Tell, tell our listeners what you do. So I work for the National Potato Council, and my main role is to produce the annual Potato Expo. And so... We've been here now. This We have to admit this is not the beginning. This is the end of the expo at the very end. And we've been talking to people, and they've seemed pretty happy generally, I would say, the vendors. What um, what um, have you 
found out yourself, and how many vendors this year? Uh, this year we have over 160 uh, companies exhibiting in our trade show, yeah. uh, which is a great, great number. It's a huge we're, number. We're, we're happy with that. We uh, try, tried a few new things this year with the trade show where we started a, a little bit early and consolidated things into two days, and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback about that. It's kind of added to everybody's overall experience here at the expo. From our, from our perspective as, as a vendor and uh, somebody that displays here, we appreciate not having to show up on Friday morning uh, because it was usually dead, as expos tend to be, that stretch out. So that's what, it, that's what I think you guys are doing right. You, you um, see what's wrong and you go fix it. Yep, that's what we like to do. We like to, to get feedback from, from everybody who's coming to the show and figure out how to make it uh, the most positive experience and the, the most worthwhile investment for everybody to be here and start the new year off with their potato family and friends and get that, the most out of it that they can. That's right. And so obviously um, the, we, we're, we'll always be here. We're very uh, much uh, appreciative of this show. But what should... Um, what about somebody that's never come before? Um, what's First off, how many people came this year, registered? So this year uh, we had over 1,700 attendees, which is uh, what we what we typically get uh, for our shows. It's a good number. It's yes. a good number of a combination of, of growers and industry, and it's a great way to meet people in the industry. It's amazing networking. It's a great way to... Yep, meet new connections, connect with old people. A lot of people call it a, a family reunion where they can catch up with old friends. But but if, if you're new to it, it's a great way. Everybody's open and embracing. You want to meet new people. You want of to, to learn new things. It's a great way to expose yourself to the to the whole um, the, the national issues and the national perspectives of potatoes across the U.S. And it's also a good place to learn about products and technology. Um, they, they're constantly having presentations um, where you can learn these things, and, and it's definitely a, a worthwhile event, and we encourage anybody next year to start looking into it where which we will be have it where so next year we will be at the mirage in las vegas okay and we'll we'll kick the new year off there and and we'll continue to focus on new trends and innovations in the industry and and have ongoing sessions like you just mentioned on our innovation hub stage that that really highlights and focuses on on new and exciting things and we might gather up there as well maybe you can well, all right, Holly, thank you for joining us today. Uh, again, it, thanks for putting on the expo. Great. Thanks for being here. That's correct. We do. We actually have a number. We launched LifeGuard, which is a plant activator for early blight, late blight, and potato virus Y, potatoes. Uh, it's, it's about a year and a half old. We've, we've gotten full state registrations, which is really exciting. And 
We have, um, this fall, we launched Patega Insecticide for psyllid and aphid control, which we're really excited about, has full organic production and can also be used in conventional as part of a integrated uh, pest management uh, approach. And then we are about to launch at the end of this month, Home Plate Herbicide, for, uh, which is a certified organic herbicide for in-season use for weed control and vine kill as a harvest aid. New organic product. There's not, and the thing that Certus is really excited about is the, is the um, breadth of the label and the fact that you can use this in season on a variety of crops for your weed control and still maintain your certified organic status. Exactly. And the thing we're seeing with organics is it's a continuing market. The acres are, are moving over there. And one thing that I've noticed growers struggle with is that transition period. You either have to break new ground or you go through a three-year transition period. And the service product line allows you to have uh, crop protection during that transition that and into an actual certified production. So having uh, everything from a nematicide to the herbicide for organic production is going to be a key for these growers that are looking to transition and that and that have been in the organic sector. So there you go. Uh, Certus USA is the biopesticide company and a good place to look if you are looking to go organic. They're at uh, CertusUSA.com. Remy, thank you so much for visiting with us today. No problem. Appreciate it, Dave. <laughs> Views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only, and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests. We do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of Columbia Media Group or its affiliates. Mm-hmm.